All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, October 24th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, we had two big movies open this weekend, and both did great, and both did over expectations. And I think on this show, we'll see we are unified in uh, both of those statements right there, that both of these movies did excellent. I'm going to push back on one of those statements, but... Oh, my God. Clayton, why don't you just get into it and give us a plow for the weekend of Friday, October 21st. Number one, your new number one movie, something called Black Adam, made $67 million in its first frame. Number two, Tickets to Paradise, made $16.3 million in its first frame. Number three... Smile made $8.3 million, down only 34%. It dropped 316 theaters. It's at $84.3 million in its fourth weekend. Number four, Halloween Ends made $8 million, down 80%. It is at $54.1 million in its second weekend. And number five, Lyle Lyle Crocodile made $4.2 million, down 43%. It hemorrhaged 814 theaters. It's at $28.7 million in its third weekend. And Pat, that is the top five. But that, should we just give a little tease to we're, we're going to talk later about yes. our experience together? The BO Boys saw a movie this Saturday night in Midtown Manhattan. We saw Terrifier 2, and we yes. have got a full. Crowd report, vomit report, it's coming later in the show. But Terrifier 2, this weekend, came in number seven. Mm-hmm. It went up 84% from its second to third weekend. It made $1.89 million this weekend. It is now at a domestic total of $5.2 million. Clayton, this movie cost $250,000. It is now at $5.2 million domestic. This is amazing. It's amazing. And it, it added 55 theaters. So can you imagine what that addition of theaters is going to be for Halloween weekend? Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get into it later this week on our weekend preview and hopefully get some more info on the expansion. I mean, Terrifier 2, I get that it's NC-17, it's not rated, it's a splatter fest, it's a vomit fest, this is Mm -hmm. not a mainstream movie, but get it in 2,000 theaters this weekend for Halloween weekend. Like AMC, just whatever theaters you're still showing, bros in, whatever theaters, honestly, you're still showing, don't worry, darling, in. Mm -hmm. I mean, Terrifier 2 had a per screen average of 2,500 don't worry, darling. Had a per screen average this past weekend of six hundred and seventy-four dollars. Bros had a per screen average of three hundred dollars. Clear those movies out of your AMC theaters. Yeah. Get Terrifier two in there for Halloween weekend. Tell Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Amscray, Amscray. Yep, yep. You got to get Amsterdam out of those AMCs, out of those Regals, and get Terrifier two into those theaters. It 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 is imperative. If you want to get every last Halloween dollar, every last Halloween popcorn sale, every last Halloween vomit, you know, mm-hmm. figure out a way to monetize these Terrifier 2 vomits 
and get this movie in 2000, maybe 3,000 theaters this upcoming weekend. Now, like you said, we're going to get to our Terrifier 2 experience, but let's talk about the two big releases. Oh, yeah. That, number one, let's just talk really quickly about Ticket to Paradise, okay? Okay. Just because I don't think there's much to say about this movie other than I think we were all kind of wrong on this. We thought this movie was slotted in a very bad space, and turns out we were wrong. Yeah. Number two, 16.3, that was way higher than the tracking. I mean, way higher than we predicted. You know, our episode, uh, the end of last week, with wannabe into uh, wannabe intern Christopher, we all went. I think single digits on this movie. Maybe mm-hmm. did I go the highest? I might have went like ten or something. I yeah, think I yeah. Was the I think I on. went seven or eight. I really thought that this was going to be possibly the number five movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sixteen point three million dollars. Uh, what do we think this proves here? Do we think it proves? continued star power let's start with julia roberts yeah i think i think we talked about this at the uh, bo boys hq we we kind of feel like this is mostly julia roberts i agree i mean of the stars i think there's something to people like the two of them together from mm-hmm. the oceans movies and and you know of course the beloved money monster yes but i i, I do think if ticket to paradise starred Julia Roberts and to go with another Clooney contemporary, Brad Pitt, this movie opens in the twenties. Probably. Yes. You know, Brad Pitt is a bigger star than George Clooney. I mean, that's not, uh, that's not a hot take, Mm -hmm. but I I do think it's more Julia Roberts being in a new rom-com more than it is Julia Roberts and George Clooney together. You know, it's good that George Clooney is a very recognizable star. Mm-hmm. to be put up against there. You know, this movie doesn't do as well if it's Julia Roberts and Andy Garcia. Yeah. We'll say. But Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, to me it's mostly her. I would agree and I think that this is a really nice tidy sum for yep. this f- sort of movie. We speculated that maybe the oldsters would stay away from the theaters because of your Terrifier 2s because of your Black Adam nerds, because mm-hmm. of, you know, it just being Shocktober in general. Right, right, right. And they didn't. They came. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still think this movie would have ma- made more sense coming out in the summer or earlier in the fall. But you know what? It made $16.3 million this weekend, so it's hard to say this was a mistake. And and good on Universal for I mean you know, we can talk about Halloween ends uh, and that and that drop that plummet which is going to be higher. This is going to be a higher drop than it is right now because the amount is an estimate. Eight million is an estimate. This right. thing We're recording made this less on Sunday night. Yeah, Monday. I mean they're going to bury this. The on uh, Monday this thing is going to be in the seven millions. We're going to see a higher than eighty percent drop. And Universal is hurting from that, but the Tickets to Paradise being a comedy after the dismal Bros release, mm-hmm. it shows that there is life for romantic comedies at the box office. It just yes. needs to have stars in it. Yes, 
Yes. That I think that that is the that is the big lesson from the bros ticket to paradise dichotomy, you know, a month apart is that these these genres that are more weakened than they used to be, you know, such mm-hmm. as uh prestige dramas such as comedies, y- you got to have stars at the top for these to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or at least a new star who's clearly on the rise and you know we're not relitigating bros billy eichner was just not he's not an established big name star like a julia roberts and he's clearly not a hot new star on the rise but ticket to paradise much like the lost city shows if you give people these beloved movie stars in a vehicle that resembles the thing that we love them for Mm-hmm. There is still an audience that will go. The oldsters have not stopped going to the movies. They have not forgotten about their beloved stars. You just have to put them in the right vehicles. Yes. And and, and it has to be a movie that is not getting destroyed by critics. Yes. You know, critics, are, we, we never try to overestimate the importance of them. But when a movie is geared at an oldster and it's a big star movie, it's not an IP you got to have a movie that seems like it will be good. And I think Ticket to Paradise seemed enough in that direction that yeah, people I, went. You And you mentioned the uh, our beloved Money Monster. Mm-hmm. That is a film that did not succeed. And that was pitched as a drama and people didn't buy into it. Right. And they can't make another Money Monster at this point. No one's going to pay to see Julia Roberts and George Clooney in a sort of Money Monster-esque drama no no i mean right now the oldsters don't want dour out of their movie stars they want poppy and fun you know they want lost city they want elvis and even though elvis was a drama and elvis had a lot of heartbreak in it it was still pitched as big glossy tom hanks looks like a maniac in it the guy who plays elvis is great looking you got all the songs awesome butler that movie was pitched as, for the most part, this will be fun. And Ticket mm-hmm. to Paradise was pitched as, this will be fun. And I think right now, people want fun. I mean, they always did. People want to be entertained at the movies, and they want their stars to entertain them. Yes. So, let's talk about Black Adam. Let's do it. Well, Talking about time stars. Time for me to gloat. Time for me to gloat. Okay. Because get, this get, movie get it out of opened your system. at $67 million. Mm-hmm. projections going into the last weekend were high 50s maybe it would hit 60 i predicted 66 you predicted low 50s 52 53 mm-hmm. so i nailed it i mean i came in even a million under uh, on on going on the high end uh, of all of our uh, predictions mm-hmm. and you came in completely out of the range i was here. only a few million off 14 million is not only a few million. That For is a, a superhero lot of blockbuster it, no, it no, is. No, 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 no. Not not a movie where uh I'm sorry, Clayton. You came in 14 million. You cannot spin this as being anything other than a bros level disaster for you. Well, this I is have, the crying. This is the cry macho of box office predictions, right here. No, I don't believe that's the case. I think here's the thing. Now you started the show, yeah, by a little tongue in cheek, kind of saying that two movies overperformed. 
Yes, both over their uh, way over their their uh, projections. Their one of the movies, Black Adams, lowered projections because if you remember, this was supposed to make seventy, and then they lowered the projections for this film. So this movie went over its lowered projections. So that's like saying. Oh well, we thought this guy was going to get an A, and he's going to get a C. But oh, we got a C plus. That's no, what Black he Adam got is. a B plus. He didn't get a C plus. He didn't get a C plus. He this movie made sixty seven million dollars off of a a two hundred million dollar no, budget. Listen, the budgets are the budgets on these movies. All okay. these movies, the budget should be lower. I mean, two hundred million dollars. On any of these movies is crazy. We can't litigate budgets on these type of movies. We could only go with the the what the opening was, what the legs are going to be, and does that mean that people wanted to see this movie? Yes. And a lot of it is confidence and perception of success. Yeah. So, That's a so, lot of what box office is about, correct? So this $67 million for a movie like Black Adam, where Black Adam is not a character that the average person has ever heard of or knows about. Mm -hmm. Like, it just isn't. It is not Superman. It is not Batman. It is not uh, Spider-Man. It is not even Aquaman, because at least Aquaman is known as like a joke, and everyone knows Aquaman, Mm -hmm. you know, and we all know him from, from... uh entourage like aquaman is a ip at the level that black adam is not yeah you know and when you look at the opening weekends of these single superhero movies even some of the marvel movies 67 million is in line or high for all of these movies you know, you look at the first Captain America, you look at the first Thor, you look at Ant-Man, the, uh, you, you okay. look at Aquaman, they're all in the 50s and $60 million. And these are not like 20-year-ago movies. These are all movies I'm naming that have opened in the last 10 years or earlier. Shazam uh, opened to low $52 million. Like. Captain America was 15 years ago, wasn't it? No, they all started like after 2011. Captain America was in the the 2010s. So all of these movies I'm naming are 10, 11 years at most, and some of them, Shazam is a couple of years ago. These single superhero movies, even in the MCU, they debut in the 50s or low 60s. But here's the difference, Pat. They don't the have. The difference is you don't like The Rock. Listen, and you will listen, spin. No, I'm about to. Listen, listen. <laughs> okay. Listen. Please let me speak. The difference is the people who were leading those films were not already huge movie stars, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're telling me that superhero, which is the genre that is that is dominating all media, but especially theatrical films. It's that popular. Then you add the supposed biggest star in the world, who we all know that's Tom Cruise, but let's just say hypothetically, The Rock is the biggest star in the world. Then he only opens, what, 0.8 under Aquaman. 
Like, how is that a success? We, this should this thing, if this was superhero plus megastar, mm-hmm. this thing should have at least been in the 80s. But it's not. It's only seven million more than his personal best. But okay. I think A, there's a lot of overlap in his stardom and the people who want to see superhero movies in terms of age, in terms of whatever gender in terms of like they're you're already getting rock fans by just putting out a superhero movie you know it's uh, it's not like it's not like tom cruise getting a superhero movie where you're gonna get all these people who are tom cruise fans who aren't already superhero fans so there there is a difference because so you're saying he adds little to no value i, I and i'm saying that these superhero movies that are just brand new characters also have, listen, superhero movies are the number one genre, but they do come with some bias against them too. And some waiting to see when it's a new character. So I think with any, any of these brand new superhero movies, such as Black Adam, there's going to be an audience that says, I'll wait and see. Because he's not Iron Man, he's not the Avengers, he's not Batman. So I've got to wait and see if I want to go to this at all. Because I don't know this character, and I'm not going to go see the new superhero first weekend. Now, can I argue... Sure. That, and I know this is a, this this is some sort of spoiler, but it's all over the place. So if you haven't right. heard about this yet, I don't know what to tell you. Henry Cavill is Superman in this movie. Is there, a, is there any world where that $7 million, or, I don't know, maybe $14 million, is for Superman and not for Black Adam? I don't think so, because I, I don't think that that is as widely known as you think it is, especially heading into this weekend. I think... Coming out of this weekend, it'll be more widely held, but we talk all the time about how no one is actually on Twitter. Most people are not on Twitter. And I don't think people are aware of that at the level that you think they are to the point where uh, I don't think we, you know, I don't think it's, I think it's still a spoiler. But, and I definitely don't think it is a box office, uh, uh, positive in this first weekend and it is not 14 million dollars worth of it well there was a rumor that there was going to be a big cameo and so that is even if it wasn't spoiled as to who that was there was the idea of let's go and see who this is because i mean listen superhero but that's movies just built are, into all superhero but yeah they're all front-loaded because of these yeah. things yeah here's what i'm gonna say 67 million does not it looks fine it's not world beating it's not something that's going to get people who don't understand box office out of their seats to go see this movie mm-hmm. 67 millions do, does not galvanize people to be like this is a happening this is something i need to see mm-hmm. right and we say this and you'll probably say this too but I it's an, it's not a it's not a number that's going to make people think this did 
poorly no. and we're here to laugh at it. It is it's on, not even close to that. It is an absolute on the fence number, right? And so what it's and and listen, this is you always got to listen to us, but you especially got to listen to us next week. Mm-hmm. Because what is what will prove whether this is a success or a failure? Is its second week end drop? Because Aquaman, which opened to just 0.8 more than this, in what was that, 2018? I don't think Aquaman had a great second weekend. Oh, it it did. No, it. I know it had a leggy run, but what was its second? Did it have a great second weekend hold? It had a spectacular second weekend hold. It dropped only 23%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to say this is going to only drop 23% because that's an insane drop. Well, there, there also is, you got to put it in context. Black Panther that, coming out. Well, there's that, but also Aquaman opened in 2018 on December 21st. Yes, yes. So its second weekend was the weekend of December 28th, which is holiday weekend, greatest time, even better than the summer. The best time for movies is the week coming out of Christmas. So that is not comparable to what will be Halloween weekend for uh, the second weekend of Black Adam. You know, Uh, like... Understood. Aquaman came out on a weekend when everyone was on vacation all the time for a week. Mm -hmm. And so everyone goes to the movies. This movie cannot have the kind of leggy run that Aquaman did at the end of December early January. It just can't. But if it has the regular sort of blockbuster, quote unquote, blockbuster drop, high 50s, uh, uh, low 60s, that's not going to bode well for this movie going forward, especially because what I mentioned, the big elephant in the room coming stomping through is Black Panther 2. Yeah. which is going to completely decimate the box office for this film. I mean, here's the thing with Black Adam is I don't get the release date for this movie. Yes. I Horrible do not, release date. I do not get why this didn't... I guess it had to move out of its summer spot because of special effects delays, you know, or, or, or the queue. I mean, that to me is the only answer that you don't open this in July. Cause in July, I do think this opens bigger and would have much better legs than it's going to. Mm-hmm. Or why you didn't open this in the spot that Shang-Chi opened the last year, which is open it early September and give it two months before black Panther comes out. So, uh, you know, that's for us to talk about in the weeks ahead. I agree. I don't, love Black pa- Black Adam's chances of having a leggy run because Black Panther is going to be a juggernaut in a few weeks mm-hmm. going after the exact same audience. Well, let's get a little word here from the mailbag from wannabe mm-hmm. boy Reed. Mm-hmm. He says in the title of his email, mm-hmm. but is it a success? And opening this email, I knew exactly what he's going to be talking about because, r- listen, we know what Reed's going to be talking about here. Yeah, yeah. When you greenlight a $195 million movie with a massive marketing spend, great point, Reed. 
Is 67 million really a success? I would speculate that it would need a 600 to 700 million dollar worldwide gross to start seeing profit. It will get kneecapped in a few weeks by Black Panther. I'm guessing we won't see a Black Adam 2 unless it's a team up with Superman or Black Adam versus Shazam. I agree. Well, this movie is not going to be successful. I think, again, your bias against The Rock nope. is a factor in any of these statements. Nope. Reed, you're, listen, it's Reed. Reed is saying this. Reed's asking a question, which is, which is great. I love getting asked questions here. The marketing spend is the marketing spend. You don't put any of these movies out with about a massive marketing spend. So that is just... It built into the the DNA of any of these movies. There is a massive marketing spend to put out any theatrical movie, any superhero movie. I mean, the budgets, I think that in general, these budgets are very hard to profit at in theatrical when you're budgeting a movie at $200 million. Mm-hmm. And is there a reason that Black Adam needed to be a $200 million movie instead of... The Rock. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's getting a $100 million salary. I mean, when you look at s- movies like Jumanji, mm-hmm. the Sony movies, and you know, I think we've talked over the years, Sony is one of those studios who has figured out how to keep big movies at a lower budget than some of the other studios... The Rock is in Jumanji movies that cost under $100 million. Mm-hmm. And it's all on the screen. You know, those Jumanji movies are not uh, uh, four people sitting in an apartment talking about relationships. Those movies are, you know, special effects, big action sequences, animated animals, all this crazy stuff. And those movies get made for very tidy budgets. Mm-hmm. And... When you let these superhero budgets get to two hundred million, then who knows what it needs to make to be profitable? Is being profitable in theatrical possible for most movies when you budget at that? So that to me often has to come out of the box office discussion because that is a separate discussion of why Black Adam needed to cost two hundred million when Jumanji only cost you know, 90 billion. I think, yeah, what we're really talking Those about Those are here different things. Is The box office is is not, the success of the box office is not completely tied to, well, will it make that budget make sense? Because that budget happened before. Yes. And the budget never made sense. I think what we're talking about here is box office feeds upon box office mm-hmm. is black adam at 67 million dollars a big enough number that a headline will make someone say this is a hit this is a success i need to see it i think that is like the most basic bold lettered way that box office works right because you want theatrical to thrive and theatrical needs hits perceived hits in order to survive, right? Because like you said, the theater going public isn't going to be like, well, you know, Titanic made a billion dollars, but what was the ad spend? Nobody's thinking that. They're thinking this is a phenomenon. I need to be part of this. Right. 
But so that- this does not feel to me like a success on that level where people will be galvanized to go see it. And a lot of it has to do with things we talk about all the time was Rock's choice of movies, his choice of directors. What The Rock does is sell widgets. This is a widget. This is a Rock plus uh, superhero plus DCU equals product. The same way he is with Rock plus sitcom equals product. That is the reason why... This does not feel like a success, and it doesn't feel like it's going to drive people to theatrical because it feels like a widget. Well, I, I think the, the, the argument of will this number get more customers, no, 67 million isn't a headline. This is a phenomenon. But the, the majority of all movies uh, and their box office fall into that category. You know, you've got a few movies that open on a certain end where Maverick opens and everyone's like, this is a phenomenon, even just for me hearing what the number is. Mm -hmm. And you've got a certain number of movies that open on the level of Charlie's Angels 2019. And it's so low that people know this is a disaster. I have to stay away. 99% of movies open at a number where the number itself doesn't sway people one way or the other to go or not to go. Mm-hmm. You know, Bullet Train's opening weekend, that movie ended up being a hit, but it opening at 30 million didn't sway people one way or the other. Same thing with Lost City, same thing with, with Five Cream. It's just most movies don't open on the highest or lowest end where that is a story opening weekend. And that is where Black Adam's number is. In terms of The Rock and his projects, I mean, you just need to look to something like Jumanji where that was a movie that I think no one had expectations for quality-wise. No. And it opened to a number that met that, where it's like, it's a big movie with The Rock, so it opened in the 50s. You know, a very respectable, like, big number befitting a movie star but not a crazy number. And that movie turned out to be way better than people thought. And then it was very leggy and it was in the holiday season like Aquaman and incredibly leggy movie because it was good. I do think with Black Adam that this doesn't seem like Jumanji where where it is so much better than anyone would have anticipated. Mm -hmm. And therefore that will be a reason why it probably isn't incredibly leggy going forward. I think if you want to take issue with The Rock as a movie star, mm-hmm. it is not about his popularity or his drawing power because he gets people to go opening weekend. He gets people to know his movie is coming out. He gets people to go in huge numbers internationally. But he often doesn't make very good movies Mm -hmm. and he doesn't make great movies no he's never made a great movie you know i I would say for again for this type of movie jumanji is very is very high end but the rock does not hit the high ends of stars of his mold such as schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. back in the day you know, The Rock has not made a T2. The Rock has not made a Total Recall. The Rock has not made a Rocky 
you know, no. or a first blood like Stallone. You know, The Rock is not made a diehard like a Bruce Willis. Yes. You know, The Rock has not. Doesn't well, he make has movies. made a diehard light. And sc- Sky- well, skyscraper. But I'm yeah. saying he does. A ripoff. I think the, the, the thing about The Rock as a movie star is that his quality ceiling is pretty low. And quality is still going to be a factor in box office. And, um, but the thing is, his movies are, for the most part, giant hits. I mean, I think Black Adam They're giant is hits going- internationally, but domestically, they're not. They're, they're no great shakes. That's the thing. I, I, no great shakes is really underplaying it. You can't you can't throw no great shakes on The Rock's domestic box office. Most of his movies open in the 30s or the 40s when they're not franchise movies. But he's one of the few stars who is able to do that. To to open a San Andreas to 54 million. You know, that is a big deal that you could have someone who still is able to make central intelligences and San Andreas's where he is making hit movies that are not IP that are the rock. But like you said, this was IP sort of, I mean, it is IP, but it's like worthless IP because it's black Adam. But it's DCU. I mean, it's, it it has a built in fan base. It has a built in fan base, but it also has a built in stink to it. You know, there are, he didn't make, an MCU movie, yeah, that you would say underperform. You know, MCU well, because they movies, don't need The Rock because they can make Shang Chi a hit, right? That opens bigger than the biggest movie star in the world plus superhero. Right. With they a don't need to guy that was in a star. sitcom. You know what I mean? Right. Who I guess you could say Brock is also in a sitcom, so well, he he's is the a producer star. of a sitcom. Well, he's in it as well. Also a game show host. He's also a game show also host. Also a game show host. Also, that's the thing is you you are upset because you don't like that The Rock is uh, multifaceted. The Rock sells tequila. You could call you know, it multifaceted. Mo- that's a really want, nice way of call, of saying that. You want your movie stars to only do movies, to not sell tequila, to not have uh, cell phone companies. Absolutely. 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 And that is just not the way it is anymore. You got to have a tequila brand. You got to you got to have you know uh, you got to have your shoes. You got to have everything going. You oh, gotta... you definitely have to be everywhere because if you're not everywhere, then you're nowhere, right? You don't exist. Right. So let let me just have the last word on this. Uh, my the, the th- guy the guy who failed at this projection gets last word. It the didn't guy fail who the had, projection. Reality did had... not line up. My my thoughts did not line up with what reality ended up being. Mm-hmm. Number one, I I just um, I'm going to talk about the Jumanji numbers, and this is on a positive level. Is that you remember that 50 million? That actually was the second weekend. This thing opened December 22nd to 36 million dollars, and wow. then had a plus 38 percent increase to 50. Wow! And then in its third weekend went down only 26% and made more than its initial first weekend with 37. This thing was this thing was a hit. It is a very good movie. Also yes. Kevin Hart involved, also Jack Black, a resurgent Jack Black. Mm-hmm. So you can't give that all to the rock. Number 2 is what I said initially is that in my mind if you're taking the biggest star in the world and adding superhero, which is the biggest genre in the world, 
$67 million just don't cut it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Well, I mean, I think that this movie opened in line or higher than this type of superhero movie. And to me, that's a success. Is it a, is it a, listen, this movie didn't open to a hundred million dollars opening weekend. No, you're right. It didn't do that. It didn't do that. Will there be black Adam too? No, I think there will be a black Adam too. I think that black Adam two doesn't need to cost $200 million. And Reed mentioned it. Will it be Black Adam versus Superman? I mean, why not? All these movies, that's not to me a knock on Black Adam Mm -hmm. because all of these sequels need to have some kind of value add to it. And also Superman, I think that's not a character that needs another solo movie. Exactly. Superman is is what the Hulk is to the MCU. Mm -hmm. Superman is a, a, a big, dumb, strong guy who should bounce in to sequels to add a little juice. So How dare me, you call him uh, dumb? He's part of the media. He's a reporter. How could he be dumb? Well, Superman. that's Clark Kent. Yeah. But that, to me, doing Black Adam 2 and having it be Black Adam versus Superman, and then, of course, at the end, they become friends and they fight You know, the big fish monster that has been lurking the whole movie, whatever that plot ends up being. That totally makes sense. Well, it and does. that's what a superhero sequel is. And I don't think that shows that, oh, Black Adam couldn't carry his own sequel because all of these superhero movies, once they get to the sequel, are interconnected and they have cameos. And that's just what these are. Well, you know, it's all going to depend on what Warner Discovery and our boy Zaz mm. thinks about the kind of profit these movies make. Because there could not be a Black Adam too, because he's going to see this number and be like, "It ain't worth it." Because they even ha- they haven't even announced or greenlit Batman Two yet. Well, I mean, everything's in flux there, but it's not just domestic. Black Adam is going to make a ton of money worldwide, but no Plus China. It's going to make a ton of domestic, but no China. It's not have China, but that's out of the equation for all movies at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the China. Uh, money has dried up. That's mm-hmm. just that's not a factor anymore. And The Rock being the international star that he is, they're going to want to keep doing business with him in their DC movies. DC is the most important uh, theatrical franchise that Warner Discovery has. They're not going to want to toss away a movie that's going to make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions worldwide and has the biggest worldwide movie star attached to it. There will be a Black Adam too at some point. All right. Well, I'm on Black record Adam with Reed, Superman. and I say no. I I think four years from now we'll be sitting here looking better than ever, mm-hmm. and I'll be looking better than ever because Black Adam two will be opening. All right. We'll see. We'll definitely see. I mean, we will be here. We will be here in these exact spots for sure. Let's talk about where we were. Oh boy. Last night. And it feels like a lifetime ago because I am I am forever changed by this experience. Mm-hmm. Terrifier 2. We went and saw this movie. We did it. Midtown. So, yeah. So we we were going to see Ticket to Paradise together. We that were to was get the two original tickets plan. to Ticket to Paradise. 
And then we met up. Mm-hmm. We had other business to take care of during the day. Yeah. But of course, the first thing we discussed when we met up was our movie plans for the night. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other and we both had separately been having the exact same idea, which was we got to cancel our tickets to Paradise because it's just something we needed to do. Was we, we both knew we had to see Terrifier 2 in theaters. There was per- no way around personally, it. Personally, professionally. Yep. I yep. think we had to be part of the phenomena. And the reason why I think we both made the decision was because initially when we were looking ahead of time to make our AMC A-list reservations mm-hmm. for this weekend, Terrifier 2 was only playing at one theater in the city. Yes. And yes. that that day when we looked, it was playing at several theaters because yes. these theaters were smart and thought, this movie is playing and we need to have it on screens. Yes. So it popped up in a bunch of different theaters. So we went to see it. Yeah. So originally, you know, Terrifier 2 in New York was only playing at the AMC in Times Square, mm-hmm. which is a movie theater that at this point in our lives, at this age... You know, you and I, Clayton, have sworn off as this is a no-fly zone. Yes. We will not see movies at the AMC in Times Square. Yes. I mean, Times Square, It's I'll go see a musical there. Mm-hmm. You know, you get me tickets to Aladdin, I'm going to go see that. Yeah. But I am not seeing movies in the Regal or AMC on 42nd and 8th. Listen, Times Square is great. But it's zoo time. It is yes. It is a total circus. It is a total shit show that spills into these theaters. You know, it's it's just... Uh, and they it, do it, have it, bed bugs commuting back and forth yes, between the yes. two. Just walking I, right across 42nd. They got their, you know, they got their uh, lunch. They wait for the light. Yeah. They wait for the light. They walk in the crosswalk, but... They got their lunch are, sacks, you know. Yeah. They got their hats on, you know, their hard hats. They're going to work. Yeah, yeah. So so we we have sworn off the two Times Square multiplexes. We won't see movies there. But once we saw that Terrifier 2 was playing at other AMCs throughout the city, we knew it was time. Mm-hmm. We booked our tickets. We went to it. And all the talk in the, the last couple of weeks about Terrifier 2 has been that people get so disturbed by the violent gory imagery in this movie that they vomit yes there are multiple vomit reports it's become part of the marketing of this movie that it's it's so brutal that it'll make people vomit Mm -hmm. and we have cast some doubt on this in the weeks leading up to it we we were like is this just really savvy marketing by bloody disgusting by the terrifier people Mm -hmm. and then we went to be part of it. We saw this movie in person ourselves, and Clayton, it is not a marketing campaign. The, no. The rumors are true. The rumors are true. I believe it was, what, maybe 20 minutes into the proceedings? Mm-hmm. We had a vomitor. Yes. Now, initially, we thought it was a joke, because obviously it's going around that this yeah. is a movie that makes you vomit. Yeah. yeah. And it's the gentle, It's the gentle minions. You know, we, we yes. thought it was a, a a gentle minions type online, you know, troll at this point. So there is a some sort of racket going on behind us, mm-hmm. and 
you turn around and yeah. ask a young man, because we heard the word vomit. We heard threw up. Yeah. And you turn around and, and we you heard say, some heaving noises. I didn't heard the I didn't hear the heaving. You may have heard I, the heaving. You may have I heard some heaving. Okay, I heard, heard I did hear a heaving, yeah. So you asked this gentleman, did somebody puke? And he said, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. A MF or puked, I think was yep. his words. Yeah, yeah. And so we're thinking, oh my goodness, well, we missed the we missed the actual act of the puking. Mm-hmm. So that was a bummer. Yeah. And we had this movie is long. We had another two hours to sit through this movie. Yes. Hoping someone does not clean up this vomit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, we needed actual proof of vomit. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we watched the rest of the movie. And while you were getting what we're going to play now, an interview with some of the friends of the vomiter, mm-hmm. I was taking photos of said vomit. So, yeah, this was after the movie. Yes. The movie ended two hours and 40 minutes of Arthur Clown. Mm-hmm. Just total gore fest. And we yes. loved it. And uh, the movie ends. And the kids who had confirmed during the movie that, that yes, an MFR had vomited, I asked them, would you want to do an interview for the B.O. Boys podcast? They asked if that was going to be on YouTube. They asked where this was going to be. I said podcast channels. Mm-hmm. That was good enough for them. We went out to the hallway and did a post-Terrifier 2, post-vomit interview with a group of uh, uh, teenagers. So let's play that now. This is the interview I did. Okay. So, all right, we all just saw Terrifier 2. Did one of your friends vomit during the movie? Yeah, um, not my friend, but somebody that was sitting next to me, he he vomited, he was scared. He was scared to kill. So what, what made him vomit? What part made him vomit? Uh, I think when the guy cut his dick off. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought someone vomited at the beginning when the animal got torn apart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you were counting two vomits happened tonight. Hell two yeah. fucking vomits. It was two one at the beginning and then one Fuck, with man. the fucking dick I chopped off. Holy, Holy shit! shit Did any of you guys almost vomit? Hell yeah! I almost fucking shit at myself. Can't oh, lie. The movie was fucking scary as shit, dude. Scary as fuck. fuck I, I'm not gonna lie. I give it. I, I give it a four. Shit. I, I give it a four star. Four, four stars. A four of a ten, though. Four. Oh, so that's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How many vomits out of ten would you give it? Uh, like, uh, like three. I get four. I, I like the number. Okay, four. four stars, four vomits. Okay, awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, you're so welcome. All right, go cool. Yankees. Hard hitting stuff, Pat. Yeah, yeah. So, so very. Very, a, a lot to break down there. A lot of news came out of that interview. I think the big piece of news there is there was not just one. There were two separate vomiting incidents in the screening last night. There was the vomit that we were aware of early in the movie, mm-hmm. 20 minutes in. There was a second vomiting uh, to something that happened with probably like a half hour to go. So almost... Two hours or an hour and a half apart, two separate vomits now, in that auditorium. Now, uh, here's what I need some clarification because a lot happened that night. Mm-hmm. There was there would have been two puddles. Were they two separate vomiters or one vomiter? I think two separate vomiters. I think the second one might have been into a 
container such a as receptacle. a popcorn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think the second person very specifically vomited up uh, uh, popcorn. Okay. Because and I think it was then back into the popcorn uh, receptacle. I yeah, the o- bucket or the bag. I Hopefully o- a bucket. I hope a bucket, not a bag. Yeah. Oh, yes. There was only one puddle. So yes. therefore, I can only confirm one vomiter. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the interview says different. And who are we to question these eyewitnesses? Yes, they they saw it, they smelled it, and uh, to me, they these were very reliable, upstanding, uh, people. good, good so kids. I, yeah, I believe them. So I have uh, photographic proof of one vomiter, mm-hmm. which I mean, listen, that's a lot to have. We have yeah. evidence now. This yeah. evidence will be available on our Twitter. Yeah, you, we're going to tweet this out so that you have now. We're going to make it so that you don't have to see it if you don't want to see it, mm-hmm. but we need to show there's evidence of this because yep. it is sort of become mythical. It's become folklore at this point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is real, and it is spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of vomit last night. Here, Here's something. I You got to give this movie a lot of credit mm-hmm. in that. That vomit happened 20 minutes in. Yes. And as you'll see from the picture, you know, the the link to the picture is in the show notes. So really, I I know it's graphic, but I think it's worth your time to check out this image of the vomit. Yeah. And that vomit was on the floor 20 minutes into a two-hour and 40-minute film. Yes. And... We all stayed Mm -hmm. the entire movie. We all love the movie. I mean, this movie was cheering and clapping and and just excitement all the way to the end. It was a happening. And that vomit did not drive anyone out of the theater. Other than the vomiter themselves, I do think, exited after that. Mm -hmm. But that is a qual that really to me shows the quality of terrifier two in that a pool of vomit was on the floor in the middle of the auditorium. You know, that was like that guy was sitting middle row, middle of the row, like just the vomit was in the middle of everybody mm-hmm. and it didn't cause anyone to leave. No. And you in know, fact, we, we, we didn't even notice it. No, to be honest, we were so wrapped by what was happening on screen. And in fact, when I went up to take pictures of the vomit mm-hmm. for for podcast purposes, for our for our listeners, for our wanna be o boys, wanna be o girls, wanna be o people, people, there were several other people mm-hmm. taking photos of said vomit mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. I don't know recreational purposes, whatever it was. I was asked afterwards to airdrop the photos to a gentleman mm-hmm. we had just met. Mm-hmm. I, of course, mm-hmm. did not know how to do that, so I just right. had to copy his phone number and send it to him. Okay. But still, the vomit was it was was not – people usually run from vomit. If you're in a subway yes. car and someone vomits, you're not staying for another two hours and 40 minutes next to that vomit in yep. close proximity to someone else's sick. You're not doing that. Yep. This yep. was – added to the experience this was when vomit adds 
a positive thing to your experience, you know you're dealing with something unique. And this is yes. a unique experience. Yes. Is it for everyone? No. But when we're looking at these numbers and and where this movie could go next weekend, mm-hmm. now we know there's a horror movie coming out, and we'll talk about that on our preview episode. Mm-hmm. But man, this thing could be in the top five. This thing, I mean, we don't know how high this thing could go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it really feels like Terrifier 2 is hitting the crest of a wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the wave may be puke. It may not be water, but it is a wave. And yes. it is cresting now because you've you had the big Stephen King endorsement earlier this week. Stephen King gave a big shout out to Terrifier 2. Mm-hmm. I think the vomit stuff is really catching fire around the world. Yeah. You know, let's listen. Those other people in the theater taking pictures of the vomit, they weren't doing it for their podcast. They were doing it to send to their friends. Mm-hmm. And we may live in a sick enough society today in 2022. We're getting a text with a picture of vomit from a friend of yours, maybe the enticement you need to go see a movie in the movie theater. There is There, there has to have been so many people who mm-hmm. received texts with pictures of that vomit. Mm-hmm. And how they responded was, oh man, I wish I would have been there. Yep. 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 That, I mean, Terrifier too. You, you get that at certain sporting events, at concerts, you get the t-shirts that, what does it say on the back? It says, I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll have the date of the event, I was there. Terrifier 2 should be selling I was there shirts at this point. At yeah. Theatrical. You know, I would, I would, last night, we walked out of that screening at midnight. If there was a merch stand out there, I guarantee us, those, 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 uh, uh, eyewitnesses that we interviewed, mm-hmm. we all would have bought I Was There Terrifier 2 shirts yeah. because we were all so hyped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about Terrifier 2 is everyone's leaving, whether they vomited or not, they're leaving hyped up, yeah, just jacked up. Mm-hmm. And it's an experience. It's a unique experience. And I think it's it's the type of thing where the word has fully gotten out. People are telling each other this is just something you gotta do and it feels dangerous it feels dangerous in a way that a movie should a horror movie should right yes you should be unsettled you should feel dark energies yes and you will feel those from the screen and from the audience if you go see terrifier 2 yeah yeah it's I mean, the thing is, we saw it for ourselves. This was not a marketing ploy. This no. was not an urban legend. You know, this is not people saying that, oh, uh, you know, the, the the video store in my neighborhood, you, you could buy a snuff film from it. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not a snuff film. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fake. This is not that. This is real. The vomits are real. The scares are real enough to cause those vomits. You know, this is not tainted popcorn. No, no. At these theaters. This film is that gnarly and that unique. And the vomits are real. We saw it for ourselves. We talked to eyewitnesses. 
credible eyewitnesses. Yes. Um, what did you think of their our eyewitnesses review of the films? Because they they that that was a little bit of a roller coaster where the eyewitness gave it four stars out of ten. But, out of ten, which was which was a twist. His his scale was was one to ten, which is to each their own. You don't see a lot of ten star scales no. for movie reviews, but I think it was a great joke, and I think it was expertly performed. I think he was having a little bit of fun there. I think from what we saw in their reactions, they enjoyed it. I I I do not think that was. I don't think anyone was having a laugh there. You know, I think that was. He listen that moviegoer did have a roller coaster himself with the movie because remember when the vomit happened, those people we interviewed did get up and leave for a portion of the movie. Mm. They had to collect themselves. They had to talk themselves back. They did end up watching the whole movie. Definitely enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I think that was an earnest four out of ten. Okay, because they had an up and down experience with the film themselves and they were i think those those reviewers those eyewitnesses were they were still processing that's their the review. main thing it was they a were still processing, processing yeah, review yeah. i think and that's the thing is a lot of great movies need to be processed yeah I, uh, yeah no i i i i i think that everything they said was honest and credible i listen you know how i interview you weren't you were taking pictures of vomit but mm-hmm. We, I was looking these eyewitnesses dead in the eyes when I asked my questions when they gave the answer. And you did not sense any dishonesty? Not a, not a bit of dishonesty. These were good people, credible people, and uh, they, they saw two vomits, and they were still processing their, their feelings on this film. Wow. Well... Pat, I and mean, thank you to them. Thank mm-hmm. you to our eyewitnesses, our interviewees. Um, you know, I hope I hope they they're listening. We told them it was for the Bo Boys. Told them it is not on YouTube; that it was on podcast apps. Mm-hmm. And I hope they found it. And if they're listening to us, thank you very much for what you did. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Well, Pat, I mean, we're going to be following this story. We're going to be following the inevitable giant drop that black adam has and you know there's going to be some goings on in halloween weekend next mm-hmm. weekend shocktober mm-hmm. is coming mm-hmm. to an end and it's going to come to an end with a bang so we're going to be here and we're going to be following it yeah it's going to be great so tune in of course for our end of week weekend preview episode pray for the devil and, and a, a lot of stuff all these big second weekends and the Terrifier 2, hopeful expansion. Get this movie in 2,000 theaters. Absolutely. And we will also still be taking your vomit picks because just because we saw yes. it doesn't – just because we saw one vomit doesn't mean we won't, we won't want to see and don't want to see multiple vomits. Oh, we want more. And we Definitely want video. We want if you can get – like we said, of course, like we said in our last episode or two episodes ago – we want only over 21 vomiters, no one under 21. No, no, no. And no, no. so when you're sending us the, the vomit filming, make sure that that person is 21. Get ID mm-hmm. or eyeball it. Yeah. I would say ID. Hold your ID up when you vomit okay. or when they vomit. Yeah. Um, 
And and uh, if you got a newspaper to hold in front of the vomit, that would be great too. That way we could get a confirmation on the date. That's always helpful. That was the thing. I did not have my paper on me. I had read it from yeah. front to back earlier in the day. So I had recycled it. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to just put a newspaper on the floor next to the vomit, but yeah. Ever, ever, listen. I was I had happened. I had already read the post cover to cover. Yeah. So with that it that vomit was from Saturday night. October 22nd, 2022. Yeah. So when you see the picture in the show notes, that's when it's from. So Clayton, I think everyone email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. That's very important for you guys to do that. We love getting your emails like we did from want to be boy read. We want to get your vomit pick. So email us at the BO boys podcast at gmail.com. And also, you got to check out our new Twitter. So we've got a B.O. Boys uh, Twitter account that is just fresh, that has just been started up by our wannabe-o intern, Christopher. So follow us at the B.O. Boys pod. That is the Twitter handle for the new Twitter account for this podcast, the B.O. Boys pod. We'll put it in the show notes there too. So if you're a listener, give that a follow. There's going to be lots of great content coming to that Twitter handle. I mean, go see that vomit. The vomit will be there. Mm -hmm. The vomit will be there. But will you be there? That's the question. Yep. And Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except for until next time. We'll smell you at the bar.